Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk some tennis. Wonderful time of year to talk some tennis. Australian Open on the rise, and we're now getting into the nitty-gritty at the ASB Classic. Of course, the women first now into the men's. Uh, seeds are rare uh, sites at the moment. A lot of seeds falling away. Uh, David Mustard, former pro player himself and long-time tennis commentator. Absolute beaut to chat to. He joins the show. David, how are you, friend? Daniel, how are you? And you know something? I could listen to you all day. I'm quite impressed with what, I, what I'm hearing on the radio. You, you, this is why I continue you, to invite you back. You just, <laughs> you just blow up you, my ego straight away, and you, you, you play, you know how to, you play me like a piano, son. Well, I'm very highly strung. Oh, sorry, you're highly strung. I hope you got that little <laughs> un there. That's okay. It is. Hey, hey, that um, is. Look, I'm, uh, is I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, in, I'm actually in Sydney, nice and early in the morning. And uh, I've been watching on on stand the uh, a lot of the tennis events, you know, unfolding around the world. Um, yeah, it's a, they're a very exciting time, and there are many many players now coming through depth wise. It's quite amazing. What the, there's a lot of tournaments going on in, in the immediate build up to the Aussie Open. You know, how much do these tournaments give you a gauge, tennis and guru that you are, tennis guru that you are? about who will perform well at the Aussie Open. Are they good indicators? Are they literally just hitting some, you know, miles in the legs? How, how do you view and how much importance do you put on these pre-Australian Open events? Well, I mean, it depends on, on what, um, you know, what your makeup is, what your level is as a player. And I, and I think the important thing is you cannot beat, beat match player. You know, a lot of these players have... You know, had a bit of a break, done some hard training to get ready for the 2024 season, and so they they need that match play. So, I think it I think it's very important um, to see where they're at um, physically and mentally. Um, and, no, and you can't you, you can't go by the, the fact that the more wins you have, the more confidence you get. I guess the only danger is, for example, you know, with with Djokovic uh, had a little bit of a, a wrist injury spare, is that you're playing on you know surfaces and, and different time changes and what have you um, and different levels of the climate, um, all those things affect you. So, you know, you've got to be careful, especially when you're the big guns are the ones that, you know, the favourites, um, that they don't play too much coming in. But I think it's a very important gauge. Uh, you know, Dimitrov, for example, um, you know, in Brisbane, comes through and wins that, and he's, he's looking in good form. He's really fine-tuned his game. He's, he's looking very, very strong. So... You know, I think it's very important for a lot of these players, uh, and especially also in the women. You know, you've got uh, Rabakina, who's uh, who just really, honestly, annihilated Sablenka, the last year's Australian Open winner, 
um, in in the final of uh, Brisbane. So it, it is a very important gauge to see where the players at because you cannot be the confidence. I'm repeating myself, but it's, it's Daniel. There are a lot of variables, but I really think that you know these players, for example, come to Auckland, the ASB Classic, and uh, they you know they're hoping to go deep in the tournaments to a level so they can uh, get themselves ready for the Australian Open. But you cannot really beat that match play um, leading in. David, you've covered a lot right. of events in Auckland over the years, haven't you? Uh, you've commentated a lot. Uh, yesterday we saw a lot of seeds fall over. Is that reasonably common in, in the sense that generally the group of, of players that attend Auckland, there's not much between them? No, there's not. It's, it's interesting because... Uh, you know, obviously the, the the draw draw cards or the or the top ones um, get a lot more media coverage, but there are so much, so many players now that that really play at a very high level. They're just waiting for that confidence booster. And yes, you are getting players that are coming through now that you know we haven't you know perhaps heard of because they've been down the traps and they've, they've come in quite quickly. Um, you know, look, I've noticed a lot. Of, there's a lot of Australians. Um, coming in, you know, there's, there's eight Australians in the top hundred now. There's you know seven Spaniards, there's eleven French, ten US. You can see I've been doing my homework, Daniel. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm looking. That's in the men's side, um, in the women's side also. So there's more depth coming in to that elite league. So on any given day, I think a lot of these players now in the top hundred, you know, the the, the eighty to to hundred players, you know, can be players in the top thirty. Um, which is which is showing us, but the seeds usually gives you an, uh, gives you a bit of a, a possibility of, of not playing a higher ranked player, supposedly more form, more consistent player earlier on in the in the tournament. So, you know, and and then also in these tournaments like Adelaide and um, the ASB Classic and what have you that are on at the present time, you know, you see the seeds, the top four seeds always get buys to the second round where they're not playing as much, um, which is a bonus for being seeded. So. Yes, I think the depth is getting a lot better, um, and I know that you're going to you're probably ask me about, you know, who do I think is going to come through after these, you know, these, these big players are, you know, retiring all over the place or, or, or leaving the game. But there is a lot of depth now, I believe, in both men's and women's tennis. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was going to ask you about that. Before that, though, I was going to ask you about now that you've spent some time in your uh, penthouse apartment in Sydney watching Stan Sport and uh, taking in everything that's happened in Adelaide and Auckland, you know, what, what, which players have you enjoyed watching and perhaps now have, have a keener interest in actually following in 2024, um, seeing how they possibly develop? Oh, look, look I, was, uh, I always like watching, you know, Sinner play, um, uh, I've actually watched uh, Rene the other um, the other day in the final of uh, of Brisbane. Um, you know, and he's very impressive. Um, you know, and they're only they're only so young. I mean, uh, Rene's only he's only twenty, or Rene I should say is only twenty years of age. Um, Herkuch, I was very impressed with. Um, you know, um, I've been watching lately. I also uh, I haven't I haven't watched a lot of um, Alcaraz actually, but uh, I've also also watched Djokovic of course. And the woman's side, you know, I, I always like watching Sablinka, to be honest, and uh, Iga mm. Swiatek. I mean, come on, she's on a 16-match 16, 16 winning streak. Um, the diversity <laughs> in her game and her attitude is, is, is quite phenomenal. Um, you know, and she's, you know, I think she's the, one of the highest-paid women tennis athletes in uh, 2023, and she thoroughly deserves it. So 
I've been I've been watching you know there's other there's some other other players that perhaps aren't uh, you know out there in the uh, midst of the media coverage um, you know sort of going low key but there are other players I'm watching Dimitar I, I watched who's now number ten in the world from Australia you know I'm impressed with him um, you know his game's come a long way he's much more aggressive um, only a little fella but uh, you know a lot of people never thought he'd go as far as he is but they're coming through and you know there are a lot of players coming through. Well, one of the most dominant things in all of sport has been Novak Djokovic at the Australian Open. All right, uh, let's get to that question that you had rightly forecasted. Uh, who could possibly knock him off his perch in Australia? I had high hopes that a young up-and-coming Spaniard by Rafa Nadal might be able to do it. He's not going to be there due to, due to a hip injury. Who is most likely to at least push him? Oh, Alcaraz is always the is, is one of the favourites, of course. I think Sinner. When you look at Sinner's, you know, stats, I mean, the, towards the end of 2023, you know, he gets the final of the Masters. He, he won two tournaments back-to-back. His, his win-loss record is, is is amazing. So Sinner really, I think, was also coming into a good favourite. Rublev's always around as well. You know, he's only 26 years of age, and he's just uh, won a, a tournament last week. Um, you know, Sitsipas got the final last year. I just think Sitsipas has gone off the boil just a little bit, and I think it's probably due to a confidence factor. Um you know, there's a number. You go down the list. Um, you know, Taylor Fritz has is, is, is been playing pretty well. You know, they're, they're all capable. So I go down the list. I, I see Medvedev. Of course, you can't write him out. He's always he's always dangerous. He's almost like a dark horse, even though you know he's ranked number three in the world. Um, Zverev actually has been playing well, um, but there's just something. You know, there's just something. I'm not sure whether he's he's got it in him to go all the way, but. I would like to because I think he I think he deserves it over his consistency in coming back from you know a bad injury last year. Um, so there, there are a number of players I think that could do do very well. And no, Daniel, but please don't ask me who who my actual pick is. I guess if you said that, I probably would say to you, Sinner, actually. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you that, David, because we all know you hate a prediction. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't want to put you in an uncomfortable spot. What? what? I'd like to talk about a guy who's probably had not that many headlines over the years around the world, but I stumbled on the stat yesterday, uh, thanks to David Long and the uh, stuff, um, after Richard Gasquet was eliminated. Now, we know the name, right? He's been a wonderful servant to the sport for a very, very long time. But as a result of that loss, he's going to drop out of the top 100 um, for the first time since 2005. Like, that's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? To be that consistent for that long. Well, you know, we, we saw him. You know, of course, he won the AC Classic, you know, 2023. Um, that's that's exactly how it works. You have to play consistently well. Yeah. Unless you all of a sudden have a, a, an amazing streak and, and go through and, you know, win a fairly big points tournament. It's all a points-driven, you know, average type playing over a period of time. And that's exactly what happens. I mean, look at the, look at the moment. So, you know, some people won't know this, but, you know, like Nadal, Nadal's ranking's what, 600 and something? Um, yep. It's because he hasn't played for a long period of time. Yes, he'll get wild cards. They can only have so many wild cards, which gives you the opportunity to you know, play the tournaments. But, you know, they, your ranking goes down um, because you have a couple of weeks. I mean, look at, look at Norrie. I mean, I know Norrie has only been, you know, he's been ranked as, as high as eight. He's now down to 18, which is still pretty good. But, you know, he lost, was it, eight or nine of his um, last 11 matches of 2023. You know, he, he wasn't playing well, whereas 2023, the beginning, he played amazingly well. 
and was and beating all sorts of top players and playing consistent. He said it's just a fine line. He was saying, I was listening to an interview. Um, and you have to somehow change your coaching team, do something um, or, or something to bring yourself back in and, and have that want and that hunger to change or tweak little things and get that confidence back. Um, and Gasquet's, you know, been the same. I mean, he's, you know, we know of him. We know how good he is. Um, and he, he must be really close to, um, you know, retiring as well. And that's, Daniel, can I touch on that? Because this year could be quite an interesting year because you've got, you know, in the men's side, you've got Nadal, Andy Murray, Stan Wawrinka, um, Gasquet, all these players, probably there's a good chance they could retire or finish this year depending on their hunger and depending on how well yeah. they actually do. Because Gasquet won't want to be playing qualifying all the time. He'll want wild cards or something because of his stature. And then you've got, in the ladies, you've got uh, Venus Williams, you've got Magarusa, you've got Kerber. You know, so you've got a lot of players. It's like a changing of the guard. They're going out. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm, I'm getting carried away here, Daniel, but it's, it's, it's just an interesting time in tennis. And I, I think tennis is actually in a good shape, to be honest. And you'll be there for the ride, as you always are, David. Thank you so much for giving up some of your time in Sydney. Uh, enjoy um, the next couple of weeks if I don't speak to you uh, over the course of the tournament. Appreciate it. Go well, David. All right. Thank you, Danny.